Welcome to The Rhythm Reset. This is founder and head coach Alexis Greco, and I am so excited that you are here. If you can even believe it, we are entering the second half of the course in Module 13. And remember, within The Rhythm Reset program, we will dive into three main components of creating your rhythm, and that is personal development, home and business management, and organization and planning. And by the time you have completed this program, you will have the skills necessary to successfully create your own rhythm within your home and your business. So in module 12, we covered some really practical, tangible strategies and tips. And we really went deep into why each of those areas are important. And I want to spend this module on the mental aspect of creating rhythm in your home. So if you're like me, maybe you're asking the question, okay, but why are we going into the mental aspect when we just spent a good chunk of time on the practical aspect of everything? And here's one of my foundational reasons. In Romans 12, 2, scripture says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but therefore be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so that's why I believe it's important to focus on mental rhythms. Now, I'm going to give you a quick checklist. So get your pen and paper ready. You can pause the recording, go back to it, whatever you need. But if you would like to dive deeper in any of this, feel free to submit your question on the Q&A. But here is a quick checklist of ways that you can develop a mental rhythm. The first is unsubscribing from emails. Can we get an amen, right? Now, I love the program unenroll.me. So, excuse me, unenroll, U-N-E-N-R-O-L-L dot me. You can um, enter into that program. It's free. And what it will do is it will roll up the spam emails in your inbox. So you can ask the program to unsubscribe you from certain lists, or you can just say, I want to keep this, but I only want to see it show up in my inbox every week. So you can unsubscribe from emails. Number two is you can set technology boundaries. You can turn off notifications, set screen time limits, you could sleep with your phone outside your room. You could cons- outside your bedroom. You could consider taking days or chunks of time away from your phone. Another really good thing to do is naming why you use a certain app. So insert any app name. Why is it on your phone? Why is it there? Why do you have that app there? Another is taking note of who you're following on social media. And perhaps you need to do an unfollow. Perhaps you just need to mute them for a specific season, a specific amount, a time frame of time. Now, when you unfollow or mute someone, this is going to push some buttons, at least it did for me, is I would challenge you to name why you're unfollowing them. If it makes you feel uh, the opposite of confident, about your body, you maybe feel shame or you feel ugh about your body because you're following a certain person. Why is that? Maybe you take some time and you journal through that. Another thing that you can do that you can create more mental rhythms 
is make a priorities list that you work from fresh every morning. Maybe it's a top three or a top five, but you can pull things from your brain dump list, put them in order of priority. Maybe you pop them on a sticky note and put it on your kitchen counter. So when you wake up and you're going first thing in the morning, you know exactly what to do. Another way to create mental rhythms is putting a book by your bed and by your couch. One of the reasons I love to do this, especially for those of you that work from home, is it creates boundaries of work versus personal in the different areas of your home. So it is a trigger that when you sit down on your couch, my book's there. This is a time for personal space. This is not a time for responding to emails, right? When you climb into bed, instead of just pulling up your phone and checking email notifications or Slack or Voxer or uh, customer notifications, whatever it might be, you're triggered that, oh yeah, this is a personal space. Let me put that down. Another way you can develop a mental rhythm is you can develop a playlist that you love, that makes you just feel like yourself. And remember, you could time that on Alexa to have her play that playlist at a certain time of day. Another idea is you can grab a few plants, I know, a few plants, and commit to caring for them. And this idea stems from the concept of when we talked about if you work with your mind, Sabbath with your hands, you may be surprised at how healing, how much space you give your mind, especially if you work with your mind in an online business, that you just give your hands something to do, something to take care of. Now remember, only you are able to control what you choose to consume, right? No one is forcing you to mindlessly shop online or stay up late scrolling TikTok or Instagram or Pinterest. You are in charge of this area. You get to make the deciding factor. So own that. Create those boundaries and ask for accountability if you need it. Remember that you are the common denominator. So if you are a high-achieving woman, it's important to remember this. However, also remember rhythm. It's not perfection. We're not aiming for a house that is ready at any moment to be shot in a spread for the latest issue of Better Homes and Gardens, right? But we do want a house that has rhythm. So that as you transition from working back to home and vice versa, that transition is peaceful and simple. Now, I want to share a story with you. I was a relatively new mom at this point. My oldest was two and a half. We had, so Gideon, our oldest, we had just had our first daughter, Penelope. And I was in a conversation with a dear friend who I would still consider a mentor. And we were talking about working and house stuff. And at the time she had four kids, I had two kids. Little did we know we would both end up having four children, but she said something that forever changed the trajectory of my thinking. It was something along the lines of, you know, I'm a, I'm a good leader in my business, but I'm an even better home manager. I'm an even better home manager. And she seems so proud of that. And I asked her what she meant by that, and she explained to me that she views what she does in her home as a position and a job of prestige, and because of that, she does it with excellence. And I will forever remember where we were when we had that conversation, sitting in the front lobby. I was on the front side of the desk, she was on the back side of the desk, and I drove away from that meeting that night, and I knew 
that conversation would be etched in my mind forever. Fun fact, but did you know that home manager is an actual job title, (laughs) right? It actually is. If you were to search that, maybe on indeed.com, for most house managers, home managers' titles, their job description, they keep things running smoothly in their employer's home. Common manager duties include grocery shopping, laundry, errands, cleaning, making appointments, coordinating travel, handling household billing, maintaining cars, buying gifts on their employer's behalf, and more. And when I realized this, I began to look at what I did, not just as stuff around the house, but I was the conductor that kept our concert going. Instead of feeling bitter towards my husband and my family, I started to look at my responsibilities as an honor. I began to take more pride in my work because I realized what I was doing is important. And I want to remind you of the same thing. So let me share some of my personal rhythms in our home so you have an idea of where to start if you feel lost. But let me remind you, these are my rhythms for my home and our current season and they may not work for you. So listen with that filter because we wanna find rhythms that work for you. Here are some of mine. The way I wake and put my home to bed, the way I clean up for breakfast and set up snacks, having the kids clean up one activity before moving on to the next, setting music of Alexa on certain timers throughout the day, kids' clothes in their drawers, I no longer try to organize them. It's a complete disaster all the time, but the drawer is closed, right? I just don't choose to look inside of them. (laughs) Their rooms are cleaned before they take a nap. We close off certain sections of the home. So if we are all in the kitchen and the living room, the backside of the house is like shut down. It's shut down for the night. I do water cups the night before. The kids have quiet play before bed clean the kitchen before the kids go to bed. I love fresh flowers and a candle. I love to multitask delegation, meaning I like to hear the dishwasher and the washer machine going while we're schooling. I like the idea of touching things once. So if I bring in a piece of mail, I'm going to put it where it goes the moment I'm holding it. Instead of putting it down on the counter and then moving it to the other counter and then moving it to the bill pile, I touch it once. And then I touched on this again, but the sound of productivity. I like to hear productivity. And I hear that through the dishwasher, through the washing machine, through the dryer. So in closing for this module, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And I would encourage you just pause the audio as you answer each one or come back to it, because this is really gonna be something vital when you journal this out. The first question is I want you to describe the health of your home management in one word. If you had described the health of your home management in one word, what would that be? Next, describe the aspiration you have for your home management in one word. What do you want it to be? What do you desire it to be? Next, I want to know the three weakest parts of running your home. What are three areas that you have room for improvement in? And next, I want to know what the three strongest parts of you running your home are. What are the strongest parts? 
consider that mental shift of what if you considered yourself the CEO of your home, like we covered last week? What if for some aspects of your home, you put your business glasses on? Here's some homework if you would like it. I want you to make a list of everything that you do in your home. You could sit down to do this or just have a notebook on the counter and every time you do a task, just write it down. And I would love to know how long did that task take you to complete? How long did it take you to complete? And after a few days, review the list and you can ask yourself these questions. Which of those tasks can be automated? Which of them can be delegated? And which could be eliminated? One more question I want you to look at as you walk through as you're looking at that list is what task or activity can you release in your home that is no longer serving you? What task or activity can you release in your home that is no longer serving you? So think about the ways that you can begin to delegate in your home. Maybe you look at them and you go, well, I wish I could delegate this, but I'm not sure if I could do that financially. I'm not sure if I could swing that. Use that expense and income tracking sheet that we talked through. Then you can make informed decisions on if you're in a place to delegate some of those home tasks. And maybe it's a house cleaner. Maybe it's a home assistant. Maybe it's getting your lawn done. And if you're not sure what rhythms you want to refine or to start, go back to that list you made of all the tasks you do in your home. Put a star by the ones that carry tension. They kind of stress you out. (laughs) They overwhelm you with the intention that you're going to work through finding a better rhythm around it. So to give you an example, maybe folding laundry is just something you don't love doing. In fact, you may highly, highly dislike it, right? So the laundry never gets folded, which means your husband's underwear drawer is always empty, which provides a point of tension every morning while he's getting ready. Because most mornings he's searching through the laundry pile, getting frustrated because he's running late. The kids are going off. You just He just wants to get dressed and get out the door. So in his search, clothes are falling off the dining room table. They stay there until the kids wake up. Somehow the kids kick them across the entire house. And before you know it, your laundry pile is everywhere, right? That, that is an area of tension. So look through your list and choose three. What are three top areas of tension in your home? And from those three, put them in priority. What is number one, number two, and number three? And choose that number one area to focus on this week. So if let's say you chose laundry, that was your number one area of frustration. Think through and work through this week. How can you decrease frustration around that? Will you hire an assistant to help you fold laundry? which means that you actually need to do two other things first, right? You need to put a post out in your church ladies Facebook group asking who knows a high schooler or a college girl who is looking for part-time work. And second, you want to look at your budget to see exactly how many hours you could bring her on. So if that's your next step, what if you took this week to work through your budget? And next week, you put that post up. You started looking for someone to help. The next week, you bring in a few girls, talk to them on Zoom, meet them at Panera, have them come to your house, and interview them. 
and have them come and help you, quote, on the job for a week. And then maybe after that, where four to five weeks later, your budget is straight, she's hired, you've taught her how to properly fold your underwear, and you're making progress, right? So if you would love to work through your own scenario like that of, hey, this is an area that I really am feeling tension and I would love to delegate, I'm just not sure how, drop that in the Q&A link and I would be glad to work through that with you. So just remember this, let's put on our CEO hat for one more time and zoom out. Starting this delegation process, if you notice the timeline I just gave you, it does involve us slowing down a little bit. But sometimes we need to slow down to speed up. So I want to know, what is your priority and home rhythms to focus on this week? Choose one and start there. So let's just recap really quickly about today's session, reviewing a few of the benefits of creating more rhythm in your home, meaning your home is running with ease. Creating a relaxed environment at home, remember, it significantly increases productivity. That type of environment, remember it fosters healthy growth and brain development because it provides children, if they're in your home, with love, emotional support, and opportunities for learning and exploration. And that's the type of environment that will foster healthy growth and brain development by providing the children those things. And when they have that support from their parents, It adds a sense of trust and support between them, which causes a child to feel more positive emotions. And when they feel more positive emotions, difficult situations are easier to handle. Your children build resilience. You build resilience. And resilience is associated with longevity, lower rates of depression, and a greater satisfaction with life. And then that plays out in increased academic performance in younger people and better health in old age all by folding your laundry and delegating it. Now, yes, your loop, your cycle is not going to look exactly like that, but it is possible when you focus on creating rhythms in your home, you can benefit your family and your future family that way. So I cannot wait to hear what you think about today's module. As always, drop your questions in the Q&A link, and I would be glad to happy those, um, happy to answer those on our live group coaching. I do want to remind you that if you ever desire additional one-on-one support, remember that as a client of the Rhythm Reset, you have access to one-on-one time with me. It's something that's not offered to the public, so you can always reach out by email and I will get you those details about pricing and availability and we can see if it is a good fit for you. So with that, we have reached the end of this module. Remember that we are leaders and leadership is a blend of character and strategy. People want what you have to offer, my friend, and now is not the time to back down. As we enter the online marketplace today, we commit to be others focused. We commit to challenge the norm. We provide excellence in the mundane and we go one more. We believe that character matters. We welcome the pivot and we know that profit is good and profit used for good is better. As you go throughout your day, fear not. Look for the big mo, look for that momentum. And remember, we choose our family over business. And as we say here in the South, y'all have a great day.